Welcome to this week's Promo Chat Deep Dive. This week, we're very excited to have Brian Jolin from Jolin Promo. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Kate. And by the way, congratulations on your new role in Promo Kitchen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're, it just got announced this week that Johanna Gottlieb is our new chair coming hey. 2020, and I'm the new vice chair. So, yes. Uh, a lot it. of pressure. <laughs> you guys are going to do great. It's going to be fun. So yeah, we've already like been pinging back and ideas with different things that we want to accomplish. So if you or anyone listening has like, this is what we need to accomplish, just send us a message. Awesome. Yeah. So I expect a list of demands for the new promo chat from you. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, this week we took on the big topic of selling brands and what that means and who carries it. And, and so we kind of covered like, what, how, how do you sell brands? Why should you sell brands? And what are the pitfalls of selling a brand? So our question was, say you're working on a presentation for a customer who wants a specific brand name water bottle. Do you only present that brand or do you offer similar products that will have the same quality but not the same recognition? And you responded with, if you were truly a consultant and you need to present this best for their goals, purpose and brand, if you think the brand name item is not right for this project, then present the ideal alternative and explain. It's a big, that's a big topic. So what for you is like, how do you, how would you present that? Like if someone's coming in and going like, okay, I want this brand name water bottle. How, how would you respond to that? If you're just thinking, well, they just want it because of the name or how do you do your research on why they want it? And how do you, how do you sell the other options? Or do so you sell this, the other options? Right. Well, so this has been my struggle for the last several years. And, you know, I don't think clients want to be trained. They don't want like that term, but really trying to shift the conversation, I guess, to why are they wanting that? Why do they want that SIG or that Yeti or whatever premium brand out there? And is it because they have one and there's a certain feature they love about it? Like it's keeping something cold for 24 hours or something hot for eight hours. Is that their main purpose behind it? And then who are they giving it to? What type of um, value does that prospect represent to their company or their brand? And if it's a trade show giveaway and they need to give away thousands and they don't have more than $10 budget, they're not gonna have a brand, isn't gonna be possible for that to have a co-branded type thing. But if they're looking at giving away 50 or 100 to top prospects that are worth $100,000 each, and it's an architecture firm, it makes a lot more sense to give away a premium gift that's co-branded. And so I'm always trying to get to the bottom of like, why are we interested in this product? What's our purpose? And then even sometimes, and I know this would be horrifying to you personally, but is the water bottle really the right tool for that? Or is there something else? Is it a jacket, a North Face jacket, or um, possibly a technology gift or something like that? So... Yeah. but making sure that the purpose behind why they're doing this project is out in the open and that it's been sort of um, clarified in terms of what the goals of it are and what kind of return are we looking for on it. Yeah. So for anyone who is listening and doesn't know is my company actually reps the, the Swiss brand SIG for North America and their premium water bottles. So I am very biased on this point. And <laughs> how do you choose the right one? Like, I mean, there's got to be a SIG. But. Well, and I heard yeah. starting in November 2019, the promo chat deep dive people get a free water <laughs> bottle. So 
<laughs> well, That's you know, the what? Only if they angled committed. properly for it, they could just send me a message about which one they like. <laughs> What's that website again? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, and you know what? I this is what I find really interesting about it because, like, when you have certain brands, is like a lot of people let themselves get identi they identify with the brand. So like Swell, Yeti, Hydroflask, you can even, like, let's move into clothing, like Under Armour, Nike, um, Arctic, like, those are the ones where people, like, it starts to, it's part of their life, like, it's part of their non-work life, and that's what they want to bring their likes into, so, and in that case, like, if there is a real emotional tie to choosing that brand, and sometimes it's the wrong one, and, you know, I want to give away this water bottle, well, you don't have the budget for it, so, um, so do you, when you try and like pivot them away, like is there, because uh, I get frustrated with distributors who pivot away just to get the lower price point because they're just right. like, oh, well, you're spending too much. Whereas like there's obviously this incentive where people will know how much the product is and still want to, so they're not coming to you with like not knowing how much a brand name costs. But I see what happens again and again is people go, well, you're too expensive. I've gone with it. I've shown them a cheaper item. Well, it's like, okay, well, you've taken away the cachet of what they wanted of like brand name quality. And that's the key word right there, cheap. Because I always try to tell clients, like, we're not going to do cheap. We can do affordable or a good value. But cheap is just idiotic to put your name on something that's cheap that could get thrown away. And that could be thrown away in two months after they put it in the dishwasher a couple of times and it's rusted, or it could be literally thrown away at the end of the aisle because it's a cheap plastic cup that the lid doesn't even fit on. And they're like, what the heck is this? And just dump, dump it in the trash bin. Yeah. And for all sorts of reasons, financial as well as environmental, that's horrible, horrible, horrible. So definitely yeah. want to avoid that. So there's definite downsides to like choosing a brand. Like, so you also made a comment about sort of like the pitfalls of like the biggest pitfall I see are when a brand name item takes a political stance that is misinterpreted or was previously unknown and it alienates people who identified with that brand. And it could just be like, you well, know, think it, about people yeah. burning Nike shirts just last <laughs> year or jerseys, or was it Yeti coolers that they were firing their AK-47s at. And destroying the Keurig thing Yes, well. or whatever. So, I mean, you have to be careful. And if you're an oil company, you can't use your logo on Patagonia. I mean, they're not going to allow that. So it's you definitely have to think through all that, I think, and just be sure that if it's not some crazy conservative place that you're selling that they're uh, opposed to Nike, but they're buying Nike shirts, it might not make sense. Yeah, you find out all of a sudden they're like, you know what they love to keep And then they're mad at you as a distributor. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so when, when someone is like, you know, they have something where they're just like, this sweater is such and such brand. I love it. Like, I want to keep wearing it. And you're just kind of like, okay, you're a child charity. Like, and this is a company that's known for, has been known in the past for like child labor practices. It's like, how much research would you do on that to kind of protect your client's brand or, or do you get feedback where it's like, Oh, it doesn't really matter. I just really like this sweater. How much pressure is on you as a consultant to kind of. I think there's more now than there was five years ago. Is that a good political answer without <laughs> answering? <laughs> but I mean, I think you have to be careful because unless you're a huge distributorship with a research department, you can't know every single last supplier's, 
I mean, unless you're traveling and even like um, Sanmar and PPAI um, and Stone, I think it is, they talk about if you go to a factory too often to check up on them, all they do is get really good at passing the inspection. They haven't changed their labor practice. They just have one site with 30 year old workers and another site with 10 year old workers. And that's not their words, but you know, it's basically like they're going to hide the problem and get really good at that versus actually addressing it. So I think social responsibility is huge, especially when you are doing brands and your client might have a conflicting. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's something you have to be on top of is like, because social responsibility is such a huge selling point for people is like, because on the other hand is like, you can take a company's social responsibility and use that as your sales pitch is be like, this is what this company does. Here's what matters to them. And here are they on top of. And yeah. And then, you know, it can be so detrimental to your brand, like a Canadian brand here, Joe Fresh, um, a couple of years ago, one of their factories burned down and killed a bunch of people. And it was in India and it was, you know, it wasn't that it was their factory. It was a factory where their products were manufactured and, and it became like really like a black eye for them. And, and, you know, you have to be aware of that and you know, what, what your, where your dollars are going and what impact they're having outside of it. Definitely. Yeah, man, we just tackled all the pressures of the world, didn't we? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone go buy a SIG water bottle. <laughs> What's that website again? <laughs> SigNorthAmerica.com. <laughs> it can also be found at Clearmount, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, so what is, what is your favorite brand to sell that you like working with that you think has been doing a good job or that, you know, you're impressed with? So that's a loaded question, but I would think. So I like selling Nike golf shirts for sure, just because of the quality, as long as you're not buying their, I think it's called Pebble something which Josh will probably kill me for mentioning that, but they have a low end one that snags. But other than that, anything $40 and up embroidered tends to be just an awesome quality. It lasts long and it's just great colors that are spot on with people's teams that they follow and whatnot. But really a lot of times to me, it's getting a following going for a brand. Um, For example, in water bottles, Gordon Sinclair that are top rack dishwasher safe, including the decoration nobody else does that really. And so having something like that and pushing their brand, even though it's not a consumer brand to me is good within my customers that want that kind of quality item that's going to last for years. So. Yeah. And quality is such a key word on this is like, I think that's why a lot of people like brands is because they're familiar with them outside of like, this no name brand is like they're like I know because I've gone in a store and I've touched it and you know it's a physical reality to them whereas instead of looking at a product on a website well I think this was another question last week but one of the best ways to get your clients as a distributor into brands is to do self-promo so you know instead of just the cheapest possible pen for 19 cents give them give away a eight dollar Pentel pen or give away a forty dollar cross pen to, yeah. you know, obviously not everybody, but to select clients. <laughs> the but, really good ones. Yeah. But you can really kind of push the envelope a little bit on products and especially on brands by using them yourself and showing how they do have a higher perceived value. Yeah. Cause you're, you're tying your name to that value of that brand. Yeah. Definitely. So final question, candy corn, really? It's not the best candy out there. <laughs> it's the best seasonal candy ever. 
You have that Bill, caveat of seasonal. <laughs> Bill Petrie is an asset to our industry, but his views on candy corn should probably place him in jail. Ooh, a bold, bold statement there. Yep. <laughs> now, Fight me, Bill. Was, Fight me. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was a good candy, it would be available year round. Like seasonal means they're like, we have to bring it out. It's tradition. <laughs> Just like Elmo said on Sesame Street, if it was Christmas every day, it wouldn't be special. <laughs> Well, we'll leave it on that note. So, <laughs> well, thank you to our sponsor. Nice try to ambush me. <laughs> We're going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up until you realize <laughs> that it's not good. <laughs> well, speaking of good candy, Maple Ridge Farms is our sponsor for this. So we want to thank them uh, for sponsoring us. And Brian, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, mainly on Facebook at Joel and Promo, but also I have a website. And your website is joelandpromo.com? Joelandpromo.com, yeah. Easy. easy, simple, direct, perfect. And remember everyone, join us every week, uh, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, congratulations again. Thank you.